sick of this. Get those Just Eat fools on the line from me. We're gonna do this doggy style. This place ain't blessed. This place is a mess. Disgusting. Pottery? Very useful. Anthony, people will always need plates. Or mash, get smashed. Welcome to Fads, the advertising podcast for fans of the ads. I am joined by a fellow fad, Indigo. Hello. Hello, hello. It, it occurred to me sometime in the week that we are fads. Yeah, of course, we're the, we're the OG fads. <laughs> what does OG stand for? People say OG and I never know what they mean. I, I think it stands for original. I have no idea if the G is just like the G from original. Oh. Or if the G... Wait, I, I possess a machine that can tell me answers, so I'm going <laughs> gonna, gonna to type in OG meaning. <laughs> That is that is very forthcoming of you. It stands for original gangster. I I take it back because I wow. am the hairy gangster. We're the OFs. We're the original fads. Yes. Mm. So what have we got to talk about today? Well, it is our second episode back to the normal format, and it is episode eight. Today we've got the news and our main discussion will be around the John Lewis advert that came out last week. Christmas is here. Best advert of the year. Well, I mean, not the best advert, but like the biggest advert of the year. Oh yeah, I was going to say, that's quite the title to give it. It's, I think it's like the biggest, the most hotly anticipated ad mm. every year. Okay, so we shall move swiftly into the news. There's not, there's not a lot, not a lot of news today. The first one is that Compare the Meerkat is ending its sponsorship of Corrie. And I know it's Compare the Market, but it's Compare the Meerkat that we see. They've been sponsoring it from November 2012 to November 2020. So it's been eight years and it's come to an end. That's like that. The Compare the Meerkat adverts are seriously iconic. Mm. And to not have them like in their iconic slot is going to be weird. I can't wait. It's been long awaited for me. I'm so sick of those bloody meerkats. The amount of times I've seen that old man meerkat squirt tomato sauce on a lobster or something. It's just, it's too far done. Oh, I know someone that's like obsessed with the meerkat adverts. Like they'll turn the ad, like the sound off for the adverts, but will turn it back on for those meerkat ads. Wow. That's, wow. That is someone who loves the meerkats. Do they have the toys? Uh, no, I don't think they have any of the... Because I mean, to get the toys, you actually have to use the service, don't you? Yeah, but I see them in charity shops all the time. Oh, I, su- I suppose. Maybe maybe, maybe she has bought some of the toys. <laughs> I was thinking, like, at the time that I found out how obsessed my friend was with the Meerkat ads, we were, like, 16, 17, and therefore not really buying insurance. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Next in the news, it's not so much news as just, you know, if you didn't realise it was going on, then you've just been living in a bin. Because it has been a slurry of Christmas ads. All the brands have brought them out. Too many to name. But I did just want to ask, what are your favourites, Indigo? Oh, my favourites, I think, is probably... My absolute favourite is probably the Coca-Cola advert because it's re- it's really emotional. Um, and I also like that the Littles ad kind of pokes fun at all of the like Christmas ad stereotypes. That's interesting. And also like takes a bit of a poke at Aldi for their carrots. They have a, like a song um, that pokes fun at the Aldi Christmas Kevin the Carrot. And I love Kevin the Carrot, but I also 
I, I like uh, the little ad, uh, making that little jab there. And DFS this year, their advert is Wallace and Gromit. Ooh. And I love Wallace and Gromit. So I'm on board with that advert. I would not have thought of DFS partnering up with Wallace and Gromit. That's interesting. I know it's it's so out of the blue. What are your favourite ads? My favourites, I just changed one of them on the end because your little one reminded me of a supermarket one I'd seen. But the ones I've chosen as my favourites were the Disney one. I did cry at that, I'm not going to lie. The Lad Baby Walker's Sausage Roll flavour ad. Not because I like the advert itself, just because I like his YouTube videos. My best friend listens to them all the time, so I'm familiar with him. And I I can just imagine how pleased they would have been to have had that opportunity so that's why i like that one but the tesco one i like that one. have you seen the tesco one yeah there's no naughty list this year is that the one you're talking about yes i loved that exactly that i did like that one the scenarios they come up with i'm like yeah mm. yeah I've yeah been there. i think yeah. that's like it's it's a solid ad I, I like ads that are a bit more light-hearted because so many of the christmas ads are like yeah you would cry i i teared up at the coca-cola advert i don't know if you've seen that one i haven't seen that one like all of yours i haven't seen a single one of your favorites madness see the coca-cola one it's like 30 seconds long it's this dad and he's trying to he's he's obviously works away from home and he's trying to deliver his daughter's letter to santa Hmm. he goes on this like epic journey all the way to the north pole to deliver the letter and santa is already gone so he gets oh. a lift back home on the Coca-Cola van, or like the truck, and the driver hands him the letter and he opens it and it says, Dear Santa, this year I want you to bring Daddy home for Christmas. Aww. And like his little his little girl is like at the door of the house and he's made it back home for Christmas. And it's it's only like 30 seconds long, but it's so epic. That sounds awesome i'm gonna have to watch that afterwards i will probably cry though but that that does sound really nicely done i like that they've kept it to 30 seconds as well Mm, i think they the the guy that directed it i think was a famous director um well that explains it well i think like to to convey a good storyline in such a short period of time you've got to have a really strong director the director and i'm gonna absolutely murder this name Mm. is taika waititi yeah on to our main story, which of course is the John Lewis Christmas advert. It came out last week, I knew, because we were, we were planning what advert to do, and I thought, if the John Lewis one comes out, we're going to have to drop whatever we've done so far and just do it. So we did the wise thing, I think, to wait for it. Yeah, and I'm, I'm glad, because I can imagine if we did something else this week, and then we were waiting another two weeks to cover the John Lewis Christmas advert. That would just not do. No, absolutely not. It would be completely over and done with... Yeah, so this is the John Lewis ad. It came out on the 15th of November. It debuted on The Voice Final. I don't watch The Voice. Did you catch it on The Voice Final? No, so like it came out on social media on the 15th of November, but it was on TV for The Voice Final, which, yeah, I don't watch The Voice. Um, but I guess that's a pretty big TV slot. A lot of people do watch The Voice. Mm. It was created by their long-term advertising agency partner, Adam and Eve DDB. They are a big advertising agency. When I saw their name, I was like, yeah. Mm, yeah, well, it's it's the John Lewis Christmas ad. you got to go big. Exactly. So the advert, like, it mixes live action and animation. So it starts off with actual people, but then mm. the main body of the advert is animated. 
Yeah, they use nine different vignettes created by eight different artists. So they were one of the few agencies that were actually able to create more jobs than other places during the COVID. But yeah, as as we mentioned last week, it's more of a device to encourage support for the two charities John Lewis and Waitrose are supporting. One of them is Fair Share, which is a charity that aims to fight food waste and reduce food poverty in the UK. And the second is Homestart, which is a worldwide charity that helps support families with children overcoming difficulties. So it's, it's less of an ad to sort of showcase their business so much as it is to also yeah. increase awareness of these charities and donations. It's a really good way of bringing attention to these charities at a time of year where people really do need a bit of support. You know, we're coming into winter, it's getting colder. It's been a really hard year. Mm. So now we're going to jump into the storyline of the advert. Yes, so just to give a summary before we deep dive, in a nutshell, the overall story arc of the ad is that we are shown a series of how one good deed starts a chain reaction of further good deeds. Each good deed has its own scene, some with more questionable hair choices than others. If you've seen it, you know exactly what I am referring to. Before we deep dive into the storyline and making of the ad, let's hear some of your initial thoughts. Yes, let's. <laughs> I I think it's okay. Like I think the storyline is a bit lacking. It's not something quirky and exposing like emotional feels like they usually get. But I do think the artistry is what makes it pleasing to watch. I just have to ignore the paradox circle of time that occurs at the end. I just have to ignore it. Just accept the whimsical of this ad. What about you? What are your initial thoughts? Yeah, like the ad doesn't really tell a single story, so it's pretty different to their usual Christmas ads. Um, So instead there's like lots of small stories putting together, so I feel like we don't really have a huge amount of time to emotionally attach to any of the characters. Mm. But I do really love how like they use all these different animation styles and visually it's really pleasing to watch. Okay, so moving into the ad itself now, we're going to deep dive into how it was made and scene by scene. So as we mentioned before, we follow a series of acts of kindness, moving through live action and a variety of different animation styles. There are nine sequences for animation, coming from eight different artists and animation houses. Mm. We start off with a live action scene, so that's uh, with real actors of a boy whose ball is stuck in a tree and then he's helped by a little girl who pushes the ball out with a red heart-shaped umbrella. I noticed that there's like a pigeon on the branch here and there's pigeon characters later in the advert so it might be a reference to that. Mm. I don't know how though, how would they, I don't know, I don't know how they would make that link. Mm. But I just thinking, you know, it's, it's interesting that they chose to have a pigeon on the branch there instead of a more Christmassy bird like a robin or something. And then they've got pigeons in the advert later. Yeah, it seems too much of a coincidence that they're not a related point. Yeah, I see that. Mm. But then they could have made it more obvious by like making this pigeon wear a necklace or something. Make him look a bit cool. <laughs> I Also, did you notice at that point that the girl has red tape around her glasses? We can only assume is the sticker. Yeah, I like. I didn't notice it at all the first time I watched it. But then re-watching it, you do see the tape. See, look... I, I don't I don't mean to pat myself on the back, but I did notice the tape the first time round and I thought, that's going to come into play later, I'm sure. Because who has tape around the middle of their glasses? Mm. 
but again this is yeah it's where it gets problematic for me i just can't stand like time travelly inconsistencies because they just they don't make sense they're problematic but again i will just try and relax just take it in it's just an ad <laughs> so yeah after that scene we follow the boy into our first animation this is a claymation by chris hopewell I have to say, I do love the first person perspective, so it was cool what they did with the balls one. I like that it comes as if you are the ball. Yeah, and that's how they like transition to before before that, it's all live action. And then you're seeing from the ball's perspective and mm. now it's animation. It's a really clever way of cutting between those two different styles. Mm. So around this point, we're really getting into the, the track that's playing in the background. And this, I was surprised to learn, is a custom track from the Brit Awards winning soul singer Celeste, titled A Little Love. The marketers admit they wanted to get it to number one, but every time the song is downloaded, there is a 10p donation made to the charities, which is nice. Yeah, so I guess not only getting it to number one would be like a really big boost to the singer and to the advert, it would mean a lot of donations to charitable causes. Hmm. So Peter Cross, the director of customer experience for Waitrose and John Lewis, he said, It's the very first time that the song is an original track. Celeste offered to write something and she did in a room over Zoom and then sent across the first sample. And as soon as we heard it, we were blown away. Mm. The singer has like a, a really nice voice. And I think it's got that sort of retro vintage sound that really beyond, like appeals to people beyond the music they'd regularly listen to because a lot of that like older music comes back at this time of the year. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I I do like the song as well, and I like her voice. The first time round, I didn't really hear it. It was just sort of like background fuzz, because I was trying to take in the whole ad. But the second time round, it really did give me the Christmassy feels. Mm. So then we move into the next bit of the ad, where the boy cheers up a sad snowman by making him a heart-shaped balloon out of snow. Um, and then the balloon allows the snowman to float up into the sky, landing in like a whimsical snowman land, which is animated by Sylvian Chomet. That's a tasty name. Chom. It's a, yeah, it is a tasty name. <laughs> <laughs> I think the snowman animation, it kind of reminds me of the Christmas classic short film, The Snowman. Mm. Even though it's not really the same animation style, it's like hand-drawn animation, but the snowman is very obviously like colouring pencils. It's not exactly the same style, but I think like having these snowman characters, you can't do that and then not have that image in your head of the snowman. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Like when I saw it, I I just immediately associated it with the, the snowman animation, the classic. Mm. And then I sort of processed it. I was like, okay, it's because it's snowmen and it's in this style. It's probably not the same artist. I'm pretty sure he's died. Yeah. And it's it's not even really too similar Mm. in terms of the visuals because like the classic snowman is very much obviously drawn in colored pencils yeah whereas this kind of is like more solid colors so then the snowman helps to fix the snow family's car using some of his extra snow the snowman and woman then deliver a bag of shopping on a person's doorstep this is like the reference that they make to sort of the acts of kindness that people have done this year which john lewis has stated is the inspiration for this campaign mm yeah, I mean, for me, that scene is where the ad gets a bit strange. I prefer the storyline to pick up, like, just to pick a realm of reality and stick to it. I don't like jumping from silly to 
could actually happen. I just don't like it. But again, I just have to ignore it and enjoy the ad, just relax. But yeah, are we are we looking at actual good deeds or imaginary good deeds? That is the question I'm asking throughout the whole thing. Yeah, because the, the snowman, you know, the balloon making the snowman fly up into the air, that's complete fantasy. Whereas delivering shopping to somebody who's self-isolating mm. is a very like real thing that happens at the moment. Oh, it would have been self-isolation. See, that's that's interesting. I That's what I read it as. It's just, yeah, because it's snowman that snowman. Yeah, that's where it's a bit weird. That would make more sense. It's a bit weird that these snowmen are delivering it to regular people when they clearly live in the snowman land. So I it is a bit confusing. Yeah. Yeah, see like I I could I would understand the transition more if it was like two snowmen opened the door and then you know they change into actual people and it's just like a change of whimsy that could make sense to me that yeah that does make sense if it was like these are a snowman representation of two humans yeah rather than snowmen and humans existing together exactly exactly we then follow an elderly couple who is the couple that the shopping was dropped off to they collect the shopping from the doorstep and then they enter the house. Yeah, I, I really like how we see the different animation style through the door frame. So, like, the entire scene is done in um, Chomet's animation style, but then through the door frame, you can see a different style of animation being done for the next scene. It's just another way that they kind of cleverly transition from one style of animation to another. That is really clever. I didn't mm. pick up on that, but that is, it makes it easier to process as you're going through. But again, I, I question the realisticness of the situation. Why would a snowman drop off two bags of food to two random people? It seemed a bit choppy again. The storyline, I can't get into the choppiness and the flimsiness of the transitions because I'm just not invested in the characters or their motivations. Yeah, like again, I, I think that it's referencing people delivering shopping to people who are self-isolating, but... It's a very strange way of showing that we're not given any information about their relationship to this couple in the house. Exactly. And it's, it's again, it's the blurring of mm. realms of reality. Yeah. So then we change animation style again as we enter the house. The new style is hand-drawn using what looks like felt-tip markers or marker pens. The animation here comes from Annette Malesse or Malice. This, I think this is my favourite artistic style of the animation. It reminds me of the artist Kellyanna. I don't know if you know her. She does a lot of stuff for Flow magazine. I haven't heard of her, but I will I'll look her up because I actually really like the animation from this segment. It's, it's a nice style. I, I like the sort of, you know, it's not, it's kind of children's, like a children's colouring book, but it's, you know, it's with skill. Mm. Yeah, it's a style rather than a whim. So inside the house, while unpacking, the man spots his neighbour alone looking miserable and reaches over to his house with a long Christmas cracker. Again, this was silly, but I quite liked it. I, I like that he's got this super long Christmas cracker to stretch over to the other house. I think, like, it's not completely unrealistic because you could make a really long Christmas cracker if you really wanted to. <laughs> That's true. Mm. And he pulls it out sort of Mary Poppins style. Mm. And I, re I really like how they show the two <laughs> houses from the outside with the Christmas cracker like snaking its way across to the neighbour's house. And the couple's house is all jolly and festive. Mm. They've got lights up, they've got like Christmas decorations, but the neighbour's house is like grey and drab and it's not really decorated. 
Yeah, I like that. I think it's it's like a good way of showing showing the two different like feelings mm. and how they're kind of spreading their Christmas joy to him. Yeah, that was it's one of the scenes that I thought had any truth to it because it's just a lonely man looking a bit sad with a cup of tea. And I feel like there are those people at Christmas and they are never really shown because that's the thing I like about John Lewis's ads. They always try and show that sort of lonely side to Christmas and how like a little act mm. can make it so much better for these people. I mean, a few years ago, they had the telescope one, didn't they? Yeah, that's the one I think of. Mm. And this year, people who live on their own with all the isolation and the lockdowns, it's been like it's been so tough on these people because they're just like even more isolated yeah especially like i feel like there is an age where technology like facebook and whatsapp and you know all that sort of instagram that might make you feel a bit more connected i feel like there is just a group of people who really just don't they're not into that sort of thing they might have gotten into it over the lockdown maybe if they were really inspired but if you're not into that as well then (laughs) you are at a further disadvantage so yeah i like the scene yeah, and the joke from this Christmas cracker really cheers the man up. Like, for me, I was like, who laughs that much as a cracker joke? Because, you know, cracker jokes are notoriously bad. Mm. But we see this, like, montage of him laughing and it changes scene to show how long he's laughing at this joke. And while we're seeing this montage, the animation changes to CGI, which is from the... which is animated by the French director's collective Mega Computer. And we've got all these different backgrounds to show, like, he's laughing on the tube. CGI is always, like, the 3D the 3D stuff. Oh, okay. The joke thing, I sort of saw as, like, it's opened the floodgates to joy. Like, you know, in that episode of Friends when that man suddenly allows himself to cry and then he just never stops crying? That is what I imagine it being, like... You might just have a very easy sense of humour. I think that that's a nice way of seeing it. I hadn't I hadn't really thought about it like that. But yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe after having that cracker joke, it just cheered him up and now he's able to be a bit more lighthearted. Yeah, that is nice. I, I imagine I've said nice about a hundred times going through this episode, but it's all nice. Mm, this advert is is nice. <laughs> that's what we'll call the episode. It's nice. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I thought this scene was the most entertaining bit of the whole ad to watch because I love the way the animation really works with the jolly mm. laughter, like the way he bounces in his movements. And I feel like the detail they went to, like they even put graffiti on the tube scene. It was a nice touch. Yeah, there's obviously like a lot of detail got into all of these scenes. I would like to know like how they, like if each agency was able to have complete free reign over what scene they did and if they just had to tell like the next agency Mm. what the transition would be kind of like um like a little round robin or like a a consequences game where you you write the first bit of the story and then you pass it on to the next person and they can carry it on however they like might explain if that is how they did it it might explain why the story is so like all over the place yeah (laughs) It might, because I imagine that was really difficult to sort of liaise. Mind, saying that, that kind of might be why in the final scene, which we'll talk about in a minute, the girl on the bus looks very different to the girl getting off. (laughs) Yes. I mean, I guess that's also about the style of the animation, but it is, it's like, hmm, they didn't really pick a girl that looked like... No. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that... 
links us swiftly on to our next scene. Yeah, so this is the final shot of the montage. Um, we see the grumpy man who's now all jolly and laughing, and he's cutting a boy. Um, he's cutting a boy's hair. He's got a long fringe. It allows him to see. This boy is got like a heart shaped mm, hair. It's so weird thing mm. going on. Um, like it looks okay in CGI. Yeah. But then it cuts to a live action scene of the same boy with the same heart shaped hair. That's mm. like some kind of wig thing, I guess. And that looks weird. Yeah, that looks really weird. It looks absolutely ridiculous. 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 Mm-hmm. I would go as far as to say as I hate it. And at that point, I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. Exactly. It really turned me off the ad. I think I think they didn't need to play up the ridiculous hair. Like, they could have had the boy mm. with the heart-shaped hair and then maybe just cut to a boy who's got, like, a very strong middle part to his hair that's mimicking that, like, heart style instead yes. of going for full-on heart hair on a scene where... Every other person in the family has normal hair. Yes, I yeah, I noticed that as well. I was like, if you're going to have someone with absolutely ridiculous hair, which looks so out of place, then you need to make sure that everyone else in the scene also has ridiculous hair. But no, like you go from that boy with the heart-shaped hair and he hands it to this other boy with like the most regular flat hair and then everyone else in the scene has just normal hair. It looks really weird. Yeah. It's like, so to, to, for some context, the, we see the boy opening a box with a heart-shaped Christmas tree topper. He's with his family and they're decorating the Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. So his dad and his younger brother are putting the topper on the tree and they've all got normal hair. <laughs> mm. Everyone has normal hair apart from this poor boy who's had this awful haircut right. from this jolly hairdressing man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's extreme and... Y- like, if they just given all the family weird hair. Mm. But when I was watching that scene, I was just like, why has that boy got weird hair and nobody else does? Yeah, like, it reminded me of... Are they called, like, Munchkins or something in The Grinch? Oh, yes, in the live-action Grinch. Yeah, in Whoseville. Yeah. The other thing that I thought was, like, the way that the this heart ornament glows in the box, um, it makes me think of the brief the briefcase in Pulp Fiction. Just, you know, the, you know that the in Pulp Fiction there is this briefcase. I haven't seen it. Um, and when people open it, it's like lights up. But you, you never find out what's in the briefcase. You just, it just like has this glow that comes out of it. Oh, that's interesting. You don't know what's supposed to be in there apart from the fact that everybody wants the briefcase. Oh, that's, I'll have to watch Pulp Fiction. People really rave about it. It's a good film. The box, I should also note, has the John Lewis branding on it. So they've got this glowing heart from from John Lewis. <laughs> and then onwards from that scene, outside the window, looking in at that magical hair scene, we see a pigeon dressed in hip clothing looking in next to a small heart drawn in the condensation. The camera then moves to show a hedgehog covered in feathers who obviously wants to join the pigeon group. I love this little hedgehog. I'm sorry, I just, like... He's he's so desperate to be like, I'm a pigeon, I've got all these feathers. Yeah, I thought that was sweet. I guess he must have collected them, like the ones that they shed. Mm. (laughs) He just picked them up. And the the hedgehog gets given a cap from the main pigeon, the one we saw at the window. Um, I guess we're supposed to assume he's been inspired Mm. by the 
uh, scene of the family he saw inside to give a little act of kindness to that hedgehog. They all then get into a plane together and fly off and they draw like a heart in the sky. Is it sky writing? Is that a thing? Yeah, I thought that was so cliche. A lot of these scenes are really like the acts of good deeds. They're just a bit too mm. obvious. <laughs> yeah, the so the, the scene is um, like puppet-based stop-motion animation from Andy Gent and Anthony Farquhar Smith of Arch Film Studios. So these are the same guys that did animation for Corpse Bride, Coraline and the Isle of Dogs among others. I I was very fascinated to see that fact. I immediately when I was seeing it <laughs> when I when I saw that style, I, it just reminded me of Fantastic Mr. Fox, you know the scene where they're going to break into the chicken farm and they're sort of jumping about. It was I did like that style. I know, I'm a big fan of Corpse Bride and Coraline and mm. Isle of Dogs and Fantastic Mr. Fox. They're all really good films. Mm, yeah, like the way they move, I always find myself moving a bit like them after I've watched one of the films. Mm. I think they also did the film Frankenweenie. I don't know if you saw that because I guess it was a, a less popular film. Um, but I think they did the animation for that as well. Okay, so then we jump to the inside of a bus where the sky heart can be seen, can be seen out the window. And that's the transition, which, again, is a bit flimsy. But here we have a beautiful, soft-felt-looking stop-motion animation from Anna Manzaris. In the bus scene, a young girl is sat holding her broken glasses and the woman next to her fixes them using the heart sticker from her apple. This cheers up the girl. I notice the woman appears to be an NHS nurse. Like I just noticed she sort of has a uniform on. Oh. I wondered, is that to signify how integral they were to keep hearts going through the pandemic? Oh, I ne- I never picked up on the fact that she was an NHS nurse. That's a good spot. Oh, why, thank you. Because I feel like the use of a heart on the apple... I know, like, you get a lot of apples and they have heart stickers, but I thought that was a nice... If that is what they're trying to show, then that was quite neat. Mm, that is... It's a cool thing to add in. Yes, yeah, I think you're right. I've just... I've pulled up the ad to have a look at it, mm. and she's got, like, a, a name badge. Her name is Selena. Oh. Um, and it's got, like, a little blue cross on it, so I think she's definitely... Some kind of key worker. That's cute that they even gave her a name. Mm, nice little thing for people to notice. Mm, that's a nice touch. Again, nice. <laughs> yeah. So the girl then leaves the bus with an older boy, who we're assuming is her brother. Here we return to the live action part of the ad, but the bus is still shown as like an unusual wooden stylized bus, and it fits in with the previous animation. But I mean, how did you find that? I found that a bit jarring. Yeah, it looks like a toy. Yeah. It looks like a toy bus, and that's a bit weird. Yeah, again, it's like the mixing of realms. It really, it throws me off. Mm. I like it sometimes. I, I kind of like this here where they've got the toy bus, and in the previous animation, they were like these sort of felted toy people. Mm. But then other times, I feel like it, like having the... Um, heart in the in the window is is a bit like cliche one thing i do know is that this bus is going to tooting um and i i did live in tooting for a bit when i lived in london that is the nice thing about when they use london it's like their names that a lot of people can register with Mm. but yeah i mean i literally laughed out loud like when the girl comes off the bus and you've just seen what they've presented her as in felt form like i understand it's like 
it's the style they sort of make everyone a bit plump faced and whatnot but i feel like they painted a very different picture like feature wise even of what the girl looks like and that did make me realize that they don't actually include anyone of a bigger size throughout any of these scenes yeah which surprised me because they were really careful to show representation in other ways yeah they've had really good representation of different people throughout the advert but they are all Mm. yeah there are no larger people in the advert yeah they're all slim yeah i don't know how i I don't know it's i don't know how i feel about it now now that it's been pointed out to me no same So after that, we see a scene where the girl and her brother walk past a park where we see the first boy kicking his football high up into the air and then we follow it up into the sky and we see the text reading, give a little love, together we can make a big difference. Uh, And then the pigeon's plane makes a reappearance. It flies across the screen and now it's got a little banner reading, give a little love, as the John Lewis and Waitrose logos appear, followed by the charity's home start and fair share. Hmm. So it's... It's come full circle now, and the paradox begins. (laughs) Yeah, like, how can the girl be getting off the bus to see the boy? Like, it's just a time loop. Mm, It doesn't track. It's like Groundhog Day. Okay, so that is the John Lewis advert for 2020 Christmas. So what do we think overall? Mm. Do you like it? I like it. It's not my favourite Christmas ad this year. Mm. I I really like all the different animation. I think it's a little bit jarring sometimes when they move from, like, animation to live action. I think maybe I would have liked it better if it was all animated. Yeah, I I do agree. The the scenes which cause the most problems for me are the live action scenes. The boy's hair! (laughs) And also, like, the girl at the end just not really looking like the animated counterpart. Yeah, I feel like it would work if they were bookends. If it was just someone at the beginning and then, you know, live action at the end and they made it more, like, seamless, the transition. But that one in the middle, I don't think needed to be there. That just really messed stuff up for me. Yeah, and it's a bit questionable as to why they put a live action scene in the middle of all the animation. Mm. Like, to me, that it made it seem like that was going to be the end of the ad, but then it kept going. Yeah. But... I do I do love how it comes full circle by the end. Like when it when I first saw that you go straight back to that first scene, I was like, "Oh my god, that's really clever." But then it does sink in like how can you have the boy setting off the deeds if the girl had to do her good deed first, but it's the boy's good deed that sets off the girl's good deed. It just it it was a paradox that I was not willing to get my feet into. Mm. Yeah. And they could have they could have shown it coming full circle in another way. That's the thing for me. You know, they could have but they simply could have had it ended with the first girl having an act of kindness given to her to show that, you know, she started off the chain of kindness and now it's come back to her. Yeah. Like yeah, I guess it could work. Like even if she did it like if her glasses were broken when she helped the boy and she was like looking through them a bit awkwardly, but they were broken. And then we see it at the end or maybe when maybe when the ball falls down it breaks her glasses yeah yes yes indeed why weren't you on the team john lewis hit me up <laughs> i'm here you uh you mentioned about the youtube comments which i really liked yes 
the wh- whoever it is Petra who runs the John Lewis and Partners YouTube comment section um, like replied to a couple of the comments that people have put in um, on the video and it's just it's really funny like someone commented at least it's not a children's choir singing fix you to their grannies over zoom mm. um, and the reply that John Lewis gave is that was so lockdown 1.0 oh i like that they that she signed off her name petra mm. just to let her know that i was like a personal response oh i thought you'd like this one so this one's got a timestamp: one minute 37 i love to see lewis capaldi making an appearance and if you go to the timestamp 137 it's the little girl in the felt animation <laughs> it's unreal how much <laughs> It looks like Lewis Capaldi. I don't know why. But it just does. I never would have made that connection ever, but that's cool. Mm. And the response just makes it as well. It's like John Lewis and partners, the, the comment reply that they left is, it's not the collab he was hoping for, but there's always next year. Oh, I like this Petra person. They have a nice sense of humour. But yeah, I mean, it was nice to see people's reactions to it. I watched... A reaction video by a youtuber called easy earther and in it she's she's reacting to it and at the end she says oh right is that it and it was just the way she said it was so funny because it was just it was exactly what i felt as well like when it finishes you're just like oh okay okay that's it fair enough it's not the best john lewis christmas advert but it's definitely a nice advert it's definitely nice we've established it is definitely nice what was your favorite bits of the advert though going beyond the niceness of it what were your favorite scenes uh my favorite scene is probably the one with the pigeon and the hedgehog but my favorite animation scene is the one that looks like felt pens and is the two men Mm. via the windows and the cracker what about you what's yours so I I think my favorite is also the pigeon and the hedgehog. I like the pe- the hedgehog was the character Yay. in the advert that like I connected with. As soon as I saw him with all the feathers, I was like, I do in fact love you now, hedgehog. Um, mm. But the my favorite animation was the like the felt on the bus. I just thought it looked so soft. Mm. That was that was very nicely done. And Lewis Capaldi's in it <laughs> as uh, playing a little girl in felt form. Mm. <laughs> so, finally, now we have deep dived into the advert itself. What is the fads rating we would each give it? I have gone for two point five out of five because I felt the animation is brilliant, so it saves it, but the storyline just took it down. So, yeah, two point five overall mm. for me. What about you? I think I would give it a uh, a nice out of five, um, <laughs> which is probably in numerical form about uh, a three. Oh, okay. I feel like the animation really boosts it up. The animation is excellent. Mm. The storyline is what holds it back from being a really exceptional ad. Yeah, I agree. It's like the richness of the storyline, I think, is more important than how it's presented. But it's presented so well, I can't give it less. Mm. Yeah. Also, as a side note to this advert, the main advert is accompanied by a 30-second ad explaining how people can make donations to the charity's Homestar and Fair Share. So this ad follows a similar theme, this time featuring a boy running with a present as the animation style changes. 
Mm, and the animation for this was done by four postgrad students from Kingston University, Bella McAvoy, Lexi Lee, Amelia Fowler, and Marta Pinto. The animation is really nice as well. Um, so I would say that these are people to look out for mm. in uh, future animation. Mm. That was awesome that they used like university students. Mm. Both ads were directed by the British director Oscar Hudson. Oscar Hudson is a young director from London. Oh, is is what I've found from Google. So that's interesting. I have no idea if this is the same person that they've hired to be a director, but if it is, it's it's nice that they've chosen someone who is maybe a a more emergent film director, not someone who's established or like a big in-house name. Okay, so that is the John Lewis Christmas ad for 2020. It has been and gone. Christmas is surely on the way. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) For our last section, let's talk a little bit about our one-minute brief choices for this week. Yay, I love these because they're so snappy, but they're so fun. (laughs) My choice was for the Yorkshire Puddings brief, which came out on the 14th of November, 2020, obviously. And the one I have chosen, it features... Judge Rinder, he's holding a box of Yorkshire puddings and it says all rise, which I just, I really do like. Yeah. And it's for Iceland. I didn't recognise the judge. What what show is he on? I'm assuming he's on a TV show. I think it's called Judge Rinder. I think that's just what it's called. Mm. Who did you pick? So I picked the Space Hoppers um, brief, which was the 17th of November 2020. And it's just... It's a silly one, but it's a guy, an astronaut on a space hopper, and you can kind of see from the trail that he's just bounced off Earth into space. Mm. It's silly. And I, what I loved about the space hopper's brief is that almost all of the entries for it were like playing on this idea that you are like in space. That's, that's nice. I didn't look through them all, but yeah, it is nice that they just play on the words. I do love a good play on mm. words. Yeah, just hop to space. Mm, as you do. That wraps up Fads episode eight. Thank you for listening. Mm, and please feel free to email the show at fads.poddy at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, we definitely would. We'd like to do like a mail episode or like a segment and that would be cool to include what other people think of these ads. Mm. all three of our probable viewers yes all three Woo! all right thanks for listening bye you're a scientist